people are always posting on, hey, what's the what's the best app for this? What's the best app for that? And we're always focusing on getting all these apps and all these things that are going to streamline and we think it's going to make life more simple when oftentimes it just complicates things even more. So sometimes we have to take a step back and, and understand, are we really trying to simplify our life or are we just actually complicating it even more? Hello and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hey, real quick before we get started, first of all, I wanted to thank everybody for joining us on the show and for listening uh, to all my loyal listeners. I really appreciate you, uh, you know, continuing to listen and support the show. If you can go on to iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you listen and subscribe to the show, that would be fantastic. Spread the word too. I'd love to, you know, have this reach more and more people. So if you could share it on social media or, or, or and just talk about it to other people, that would be fantastic. And the last thing is if you can go on to iTunes and give us a rating review, uh, hopefully five stars. That would be great as well. It just helps us spread the word more and it helps us get continue to get uh, really good guests on the show. We've had some fantastic guests and I just want to be able to continue to bring fantastic value to you. Go on to our Facebook page too, Pillars of Wealth Facebook page. And I'd like to hear from, from you as a listener of you know, what you're doing in business, what you've got going on, what you are maybe struggling with or uh, being successful with, and then what we can do on the show to help push you to that next level. Maybe uh, questions we can ask our guests, maybe guests that we can get on the show to talk about certain topics, certain things that are really neat, you're needing uh, some, some extra support with. So provide for us some feedback on Facebook, um, and you can also share this out on, on social media. That would be fantastic as well. I appreciate it. I appreciate you being a, uh, being a either new listener or a loyal listener. I definitely appreciate it. And we will get started with the show. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of Hump Day Hustle, the show where we focus on business and real estate as our core pillars of wealth creation. My name is John Stiles with Bridge Realty, and I'm excited for another great episode. Today, we're going to be d discussing a book by Cale Newport called Deep Work, uh, Rules for Focused Success in a Distracted World. And so with that, here is our host, Todd Dexheimer. Todd, how are you doing today? I am doing excellent, John. How are you? Doing great. Doing great. Uh, just this past weekend... Uh, was able to get away from the kids a little bit. The in-laws were in town and my wife and I went camping for probably maybe the first time ever, just the two of us. So <laughs> perfect. Pawn the kids off. That's great. Especially when it's to the, uh, to the in-laws, you know, take the kids and you guys can go enjoy yourselves a little bit. So perfect. That sounds fantastic. Yep. What about yourself? Anything new? Uh, yeah. So I didn't, uh, get to pawn my kids off, but, um, I, I was, uh, on a business trip last week and, uh, just kind of wanted to hit on a couple things on the business trip. 
first of all, I get a lot of people that ask me kind of what I do during the business trip and, and how I maximize my time. And for me, it's super important because I'm going to be spending time away from my family. So I want to be sure I maximize my time. And then I only get a certain amount of trips out of uh, state and into the markets that I'm in. So I, again, I want to maximize my time. So really important for me to be able to spend as much time as I can meeting with brokers and uh, meeting with uh, property managers, lenders, just anybody that I want to and need to contact in the market. And then making sure I spend time touring properties, if there's any properties to tour, and just really putting in a lot of time and effort. So for me, when people ask what I do, it's, hey, I, I'm going from as early as in the morning as possible. So usually I'm getting up fairly early um, doing a workout. And then I'm going to my properties and doing property tours. I might be meeting with brokers and so on. So I'm usually going... Uh, from either my property or meeting with brokers from about eight or 9 a.m. Cause that's usually when people want to get started. Um, and then I'm going until typically pretty late. Uh, I try to set up either a, a dinner um, if I can, or uh, some, maybe even some drinks after dinner. So I'm usually going from let's say 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., maybe even 10 p.m. Uh, or later. So, uh, and it's it's kind of nonstop. So I uh, just wanted to kind of hit on that real quick. It was a great trip. Uh, we closed on a property last month, and we closed at 89% occupancy. Right now, we are leased out at 95.5% occupancy, so that's awesome. That was really, really good news. We've renovated 14 units, and we've had an average rent bump of around $120 per month and our projections were at $90 per month. So we're already doing better than what we projected. We're coming in at or below budget and our occupancy is, is uh, way better than what we underwrote. We actually underwrote one year occupancy to be averaging 80% and uh, we're looking like we're actually potentially going to be doing a lot better than that. So, um, you know, a couple key things, of course, conservative underwriting always helps, um, but sound management, it, it has been awesome with this property. So that, that's great. And I got to tour some of my other properties that uh, aren't quite doing that well, but things are looking good and there's some good trends and, and uh, really excited about what's going on with those other properties as well. And then, of course, touring some off-market deals that maybe have some potential and hopefully some legs and potentially have hopefully another deal here coming up within the next uh, you know, few weeks. Cool. Well, that's quite a bit going on there. I want to dive into one little piece there, if you, if it's okay. Um, the occupancy or the, the leasing up of those units, um, was that anything that, you know, caused by you guys and your takeover, the management, or was it already on that traje trajectory to get there or, what made that huge change in sh in a short amount of time? Yeah, um, honestly, it, it was not on any trajectory. It was flatlined uh, for quite some time. On it, it's taking over the units, doing quick renovations, and showing the market the product that they actually are desiring. So uh, the 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 market's desiring a decent product, and the product that we have 
already is not terrible, but it's 1987. Um, so nothing's been updated since basically since 1987. And we're taking and just doing that next level update. So tenants are excited to be able to have something like that. They, they want to move into it. And so it was just, it's just strong marketing right away and, uh, and quick turns to get the product ready for new tenants to be able to move into. So, yeah, honestly, um, just sound management. This management company is really good. Uh, they're really good at getting the word out there. And boy, I mean, when I was at the property, uh, the phone didn't stop ringing the entire time. And they couldn't answer the phone fast enough, which leads me to, uh, I guess, something else is we're looking at implementing a phone service uh, where we have a live person on the other end. So after, you know, five rings or maybe even three rings, the, the phone automatically transfers over to this live person on the other end that can answer the phone and uh, set up showings and so on. So uh, we want to make sure obviously we're, Oh, we're being effective with the uh, on-site you know, manager's time. We don't want them only answering the phones all day. If that's all they're doing, well, we're paying them a lot of money to do that. So we might as well pay service to be able to do that. Yeah, that makes sense. That's great. Mm -hmm. So at, when you go on a trip like this where you, you're kind of packing it full of meetings and tours and, and travel, uh, do you come back kind of – exhausted and need to crash and recover or is it is it just business as usual yeah pretty much just business as usual quite frankly uh usually a trip like this i come back and i'm spending uh, a lot of time after i come back trying to get caught up because i never quite have enough time to get everything else done because usually i get back to my hotel room and i work until whenever i fall asleep you know midnight or whatever and then, you know, answering emails and so on. And I get up in the morning and anytime I have before meetings, I'm answering emails, but usually I can never quite get caught up. So, you know, I got back on Thursday morning, I think, you know, 10, 11 o'clock, I had a bunch of meetings set up already. And then after that, it was trying to get caught back up. So that's just how it goes. Uh, but no, I, I, I never have time to crash. Nor, nor just, uh, that's just not me. I don't know. I just, <laughs> I just don't. Very good. Hey, I'm super excited to announce the North Star Real Estate Conference that uh, I am putting together along with a few other friends. And we are expecting to have a great crowd there. This is going to be September 20th and 21st in Minneapolis in the Twin Cities area. And hey, it'll still be warm. And we're going to have a ton of great speakers there. We're going to have uh, some motivational speakers. We're expecting to have uh, speakers talking about a lot of different commercial real estate topics, multifamily and commercial real estate. So we want you there. We would love to have uh, a great crowd there. We would love to have you there. And the cool thing with this conference is all the profits are going to uh, benefit charity. They're going to benefit Junior Achievement specifically, who they uh, serve underserved uh, youth and they, they bring financial education to them. They not only teach financial education, but they teach the, the kids how to be entrepreneurs, how to be business leaders, and how to really do 
fantastic things after they're out of school and, and moving on. So that's who we're uh, going to be benefiting. We're going to also have a charity gala. It's going to be a fun event, and I'd love to have you attend. So again, it's called the North Star Real Estate Conference. Check it out. We've got uh, links that we'll put on the show notes. Uh, we would love to have you there. We'd love to have you attend. Speaker lineup is coming, and uh, that'll be announced uh, shortly. We do have a few speakers already uh, lined up, so you'll be able to see that. We've got Trevor McGregor will be our keynote speaker. He's a master platinum coach. So you're going to love this event. We are going to just have a ton of fun and learn a bunch and also benefit a great organization as well. I will see you there. Check out our show notes for the links. Okay. Well, should we get into this book a little bit then? Yeah, let's, uh, let's talk about it. So I heard um, the reason why I liked this book is I actually heard Cal Newport, Newport, I think, um, on, believe it was Bigger Pockets podcast. And he was talking about deep work. And he was also talking about actually unplugging a little bit from your uh, social media and all that kind of stuff. And that, and that really uh, grabbed my attention. I like that idea um, of being able to unplug a little bit. I think I, along with probably most of of the listeners and um, potentially you, uh, we're almost addicted to our phones. It feels like they're with us all the time. I mean, I'm sitting here doing this podcast with you and my phone is right here and I can grab it and it's, it's right here. I could easily look stuff up and I feel like half the day is spent doing this. Um, looking at my phone. So sometimes it's great to be able to unplug. Now, this book has nothing to do with that, but I was just drawn to his message and, and um, being able to really, uh, the book is called Deep Work and really to be able to, you know, be able to be extremely productive. It feels like most of my days are very, small tasks. I'm doing a lot of small tasks. I'm doing a lot of uh, maybe menial work. I don't know how to say it, but just work that I feel like, man, I am I really being truly productive in expanding my business or am I just being busy? And so that that was kind of the reasoning behind this book. And I feel like uh, there was a lot of good stuff in the book to really help you focus on that. Now, with that said, I've still found myself doing all the menial tasks and not really being able to have the time in the day for that deep work as he suggests uh, that you have. So I've not yet been able to truly implement it, um, but it is something that I really want to try and work on and maybe have to go through the book again to really uh, grasp everything and, and be able to be able to do that. Yeah. Well, and I think some of the other things you're talking about, the other tasks. So he refers to that as shallow work, right? Yep. And those are so in being an entrepreneur, we have so many shallow tasks, whether it's, replying to emails or setting up this marketing campaign or doing this, that, and the other, 
it never ends, but how much of that is really getting us to our ultimate goals, you know? Um, so yeah, he, there, the book is, is separated into two sections. Kind of the first section is, is going over the idea, um, and, right. uh, just kind of promoting the idea that, that deep work is important. Uh, he gives examples of craftsmen who maybe somebody who's, uh, creating a, a tool and, and, and spending hours and hours you know, crafting this, this special thing. And, and we look at somebody like that with, you know, some uh, awe or, you know, we're, we're inspired by their focused effort on, on how much effort it takes to produce that thing, that craft. And yet uh, when we look at, you know, people like us who are in knowledge work and we're dealing with ideas uh we're just scattered on so many different things that um and and it seems that that's more idolized you know if you're busy that that looks like a good thing right yeah um, so but he's he's uh promoting that we should really focus on what is really meaningful and and put a lot more of our effort on those those things and remove the distractions that are not helping that out. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's funny how, you know, you talk about the craftsman and, and I, I enjoy doing stuff, you know, working with my hands. I built a patio table just recently and I can sit here and I can focus on something like that for six, eight, 10, 12 hours. And I can go like literally could start at, you know, 7 a.m. and work until probably 7, 8 p.m. without even, without ever taking really a break. Maybe I have to go to the bathroom, but I don't even have to eat, quite frankly. Uh, to, you know, I, I literally can work all day uh, nonstop and concentrate. But then when you're using your brain, when you're doing this uh, essentially – non non movement work it's very challenging in my opinion for myself to really concentrate for a, a long period of time so uh it's just a different challenge um to do and, and when you've got this busy work the shallow work the brown work uh it's really easy to go all day with that because you've got a lot of little tasks and you've you're checking off the boxes and you feel like you're being very productive, right? And I think that's a, the biggest kind of maybe uh, the, the the biggest false feeling of, of being productive is, is that you're checking off all these little boxes and you go, okay, I got this done, this done, this done, this done. But in reality, did you really help expand your business or are you just maintaining and staying busy? Yep. You know, a lot of times we're just putting out fires and <laughs> yep. responding to everybody else's concerns, yep. which, you know, those are important things. But They're important things, but can we hire other people to do it? Does it need to be done right now? Mm -hmm. yep. um, I don't, was it in this book or uh, maybe it was a podcast I heard, I can't remember, but somebody was talking about, and maybe it was in this book, you know, about the emails and when somebody sends an email, they don't answer it for 24 hours. Maybe it was even 48 hours, but they don't answer for 24 or 48 hours. 
And they do that on purpose as to train the people that are sending them emails, basically, that I'm not going to get back to you right away. Um, that email is not my life priority. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't think he said that specifically. He did talk about emails and um, putting kind of a filter on people, like in a place where people could find your email address, um, put some expectations up there, like, please use this email if, you know, for this purpose or yep. and if, if you have a different purpose, then contact this other person. Um, yep. He was talking, I, I believe he is a professor. And so he's in the academic world and, and he was able to uh, direct people to different uh, situations, but um, you know, or simply not providing your email address. He gave examples of people that <laughs> don't do email at all. Um, I think he said somebody, somebody had said, uh, you know, I've, I've replied to emails for 20 years. I, I'm done. <laughs> I don't need to reply to any more emails. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it depends on your line of work, right? It, it, it's, it's challenging for most lines of work to get by without email, but Hey, you know, if you don't have to use it, maybe don't use it. But I think a lot of us can take a lesson from that. Not even that we have to get rid of our email, but maybe we don't, have to make all this stuff such a part of our life. We're all, I hear, I see it on like Facebook and I see it all over the place. Um, bigger pockets, wherever people are always posting on, Hey, what's the, what's the best app for this? What's the best app for that? And we're always focusing on getting all these apps and all these things that are going to streamline and, we think it's going to make life more simple when oftentimes it just complicates things even more. So sometimes we have to take a step back and, and understand, are we really trying to simplify our life or are we just actually complicating it even more? Yeah. The, um, there's, there's a lot of great things about all these technologies, you know, um, but you're right. You have to, use wisdom and, and figure out if they're right, if they're actually helping your, your situation out. Yeah. Yeah. So what other points, John, did you uh, take from the book or did you like it from the book or maybe dislike? Yeah. Well, I, I like the concepts. I, I think it's uh, going to be a real big challenge to apply it. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it's, I think it goes in line with a lot of what we've talked about in the past. Um, you know, the idea of, of time blocking and, yeah. um, you know, at this particular time, you're working on this particular task and you have to turn off all the other distractions, whether that be email, as we've talked about, or social media. He talked a lot about unplugging from social media. Um, that seems in my line of work like craziness, but. <laughs> seems counter, but, yeah, counterintuitive. It just doesn't seem like it would be the right thing to do. However, uh, and same with my line of work, but uh, one of the things I've, uh, one of the things I do, I know this might alienate some people, but one of the things I do is when I go on Facebook, I don't really spend much time on Facebook. Um, I, I go on there and it's very quick. I'm on there. I'm posting maybe something that I need to post or I want to post. And then I might go through really quickly and do a quick like 
fast scroll and see if anything is informative that I want to uh, catch. I'm usually limiting my time to about five minutes on Facebook. And I try, to don't, I try not to go onto Facebook more than two times a day, five times or five minutes each time. So I'm spending 10 minutes on there. LinkedIn, uh, Bigger Pockets, uh, those are mainly the three that I use. Um, those I even spend less time on. Um, those I usually try to go on one time a day and spend more, no more than five minutes on. So I'm spending a grand total of about 20 minutes on social media and I'm not sitting there reading everybody's posts. So if you're my Facebook friend, I'm sorry. I probably haven't seen all of your posts, but if it's something that catches my attention, I might see it. I might read it. I might like it, but I just don't spend a ton of time on there. So um, that right or wrong uh, is just how I like to do things because I can't spend my time sitting there reading about everybody's life. I might enjoy it. It might be entertaining for me, but it just doesn't drive. It just isn't purposeful for me. Yeah. And, and I, he talks a lot about that and that just the idea of, well, so Facebook can be a tool either for, uh, for fun, uh, for connections or, or for business, you know, but um, he talked about the fact that just because you have a tool doesn't mean it's a better tool, you know, it doesn't mean it's the right thing to do. So yeah. I guess for me, um, social or Facebook for one is a serves a couple different purposes for one, uh, um, you know, allows me to catch updates from other, from family members, from friends. Um, and also like you mentioned, uh, kind of updates or information from real estate market, um, what's going on, what other people are accomplishing. Um, so it, and it allows you to interact with those people. Yeah. Um, yeah, one of the things I probably, I probably miss guided people when I say I spend five minutes because I maybe find something on Facebook or LinkedIn or bigger pockets that I end up reading. And so it, it, even though I scrolled through real quick, I go, boom, I see an article that sticks out in my head. I'll click on that article and read that. Now, I don't really consider that time on Facebook because usually it's not like a, somebody's like update post where they're ranting about something. Usually it's like an article that talks about the real estate industry or talks about the economy or talks about something that is in my line of business and it's educational. So then I do spend a little bit more time on social media if you want to consider that part of it. Um, but I'm not just spending time scrolling through and liking pup, liking people's posts on their puppies and their, you know, stuff like that. So, um, you know, if you're my Facebook friend, I would encourage you to spend a lot of time on my Facebook page <laughs> and look at all the stuff I post, of course. Uh, yeah. And, and I guess one thing, this is kind of getting off topic from the book a little bit, but, uh, when we use uh, social media, I think it's really good to be intentional. Like, uh, you know, somebody identify people that could be uh, either, you know, on the personal side, you know, somebody that you want to be friends with, uh, closer with, uh, maybe your family members or whatnot. And instead of just scrolling and 
viewing, maybe interact with them, maybe use Facebook as a, the tool that it is to actually connect with them yep. at a level. Um, or on a business side, you know, maybe con trying to use it as a tool to connect with a potential business partner or to deepen that relationship uh, or to find an opportunity. So, you know, you yeah. can kind of passively use it or you can actively and intentionally use it. So, yeah, that's a very, very good point, John. A lot of uh, that's something I probably do less than what I should is, is I don't use it as that tool to really truly connect with people and make comments versus just throwing up a thumbs up. Uh, the people that are actually making small comments um, or, or, you know, make adding some value, the people that are getting probably the most out of the, the, the platform that they're using. So a uh, very good point there and something I probably don't do nearly as good of a job as that I, that I could. Sure. Well, um, what else can we kind of pull out from this book? Um, well, I think, you know, obviously the, the main theme is in its name, right? We're trying to find things that are going to increase our business, that are going to make us more productive. And we're putting a lot of time and effort into it. So you're doing deep work. So that means you're putting, you know, several hours into that and you're really focusing on it. You're shutting everything else off. You're getting yourself into a rhythm and a full state to where you can really then grow your business. And I think that's the main point of the book. A lot of good points. Again, can you actually put it to work. That's maybe the biggest challenge. Um, now he does talk about, you know, most people need to focus and do all that, but he does talk about some people who are very good at doing many, many different things throughout the day and have tons of businesses and are very successful at it as well. So, um, but his main point is, look, you need to be able to sit down, focus and spend quality time and energy on one task and have truly deep work. Yep. And, and he also talks about how it doesn't just come naturally. Like you, especially in our world where we've got all these distractions happening, where things are moving a mile a minute, where we've got, you're, you're, you're spending the majority of your day looking at your phone and we're doing everything to like, always be distracted and we never just like slow down and take our time and be bored. Um, so it's challenging to have that deep work and, and it's like a muscle you have to work out. You're not going to start doing four hours of deep work a day. But if we, you know, work out those muscles, we might be able to get to that spot where we're doing three, four hours worth of deep work each day. And uh, we're going to be very productive doing it. Yeah. Well, and I think he said about four hours is, is close to the max that he would recommend uh, because you it, like a muscle, it can get worn out. So, so you need to uh, allow it to recover, allow it. Yeah. You know, there is a place still to have shallow work, um, so even though he, he recommends unplugging from social media, it, it doesn't have to be forever. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I believe it was this book that talks, he talks about, uh, I, I'm also reading, uh, just, so I got done reading deep work and I started reading the power of habits, which is a very good book so far as well. We should maybe even talk about that our next time or two, but, um, he talks about us always that that's what it was is always being distracted. Um, and, and how, again, I was just distracted there. So always being distracted and how we just never really are focusing on, on that one thing. We're always trying to do something. I mean, half of, half of society are probably, probably more than that while they're driving the car, they're trying to check their voicemails and text messages and social media and uh, email and stuff like that. They're, they're not even concentrating on driving. We can't, we can't do that for the 45 minutes, you know, that we want to, we have to be checking all this stuff. We're, we're at our kids' baseball game. And instead of watching our kids play baseball, we're checking our social media posts and we're, you know, updating our email and all that kind of stuff. And so it's like, we just can't sit there. And a lot of us can't sit there and even be bored. We can't sit there and think and uh, have real thoughts come to our head. We're always so engrossed in something else that's taking our attention that we can't really uh, focus and, you know, just be bored just let our minds wander yep he definitely uh recommends embracing boredom i i can uh, relate to you know just driving home and you you hear those buzzes on your phone whether it's a text message or or whatever it is and you know they're doing that crackdown in in minnesota probably many other states too that uh you got to be hands-free while you're on the road so um really being conscious about not picking up the phone. So yeah. um, is that, is that in, enacted already? Is that already passed? I believe it's passed. I'm not sure if it's effective, but, okay. but I, I think they're starting to crack down it even if it's not effective. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's good. I mean, it's been like that in, in California for a long time. I remember my wife and I took a trip to California probably close to 10 years ago and it was a hands-free state, I believe back then. So I'm not sure why it took us so long to do that. I I think it's a very good thing. Yeah. It's still not going to end the problems that we have, but it might help a little bit. Yep. Helps the good people be stay good. <laughs> yeah. It, well, it can't hurt, right? I mean, because it, it's, I think it's just easier if the, if the police officer sees you on your phone any way, if they just see your phone, they can immediately pull you over and give you a ticket. So it might make you think twice about it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So when you're driving, embrace boredom. It's a good exercise for. <laughs> Absolutely. I get back in here. <laughs> right, right. Good exercise for for whatever it is that you're doing, um, just to allow your your mind to to be bored. To and, think. I mean, yeah, we don't take time to think and when you don't take time to think it just, you're, you're always, you always have other people's thoughts in your brain and you, and, and some of that's okay, but we also have to have our own, you know, process and our own just, just thoughts and be able to really reflect. And if you don't have time to do that because you're always so busy on some sort of social media or whatever, um, 
it's just never going to really be able to develop and grow. Yep. So, well, um, if there's nothing else, what would you consider, how would you rate this book? Would you consider it one you would put on your mm. annual reading list? You know, it's a, it's a book I enjoyed. Uh, I think I need to actually go through it again. Uh, I think there was a lot of good points to it. It wasn't like a riveting book by any means, but I think it was a really good book. I think it served a very good purpose. I think it's a very good reminder. So yeah, I would definitely put it on the, you know, in the, in the top, um, you know, call it 50% for sure of books. Um, if you're just looking for a general business book that helps you, you know, strive and get better in business, I would say it's, there's definitely a book to put on your list. Yeah, definitely challenges your mindset and a lot of the other conventional thinking, especially with the push so much to be more and more involved in social media to just to see a competing viewpoint is, is interesting. So, yeah. And it kind of like his other book is probably a book I shouldn't read because part of me just wants to like go live in the woods and completely unplug from the world and, and never be seen again. Um, so if I read something like that, I'll end up doing that and then nobody will hear from me again. <laughs> okay. I'll be a nomad wandering the mountains. <laughs> well, if you find a, ma a way to make money doing that, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that's maybe the problem. But you don't need much money if you're just going to be a nomad, right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Anyways, we better wrap up before my brain just keeps on going into random thoughts. Okay. All right. Well, very good. Um you know, to our viewers and listeners, we really appreciate you tuning in uh, to some of our random conversations here, but uh, hopefully you get something out of it. And we'd like to invite you to participate in the conversation. So go ahead and uh, comment on either the YouTube video or you know, comment on our Facebook page. And, and we really appreciate the, the ratings and reviews on iTunes, uh, wherever it is that you're listening to us. So thank you so much for listening. Excellent. Well, thanks, John, and have a fantastic rest of the day. Make every day Saturday. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. A couple things before we go. Again, go on to our Facebook page, Pillars of Wealth. We'd love to have you on there. Go on to iTunes, give us a rating and review, and subscribe to the show. Also, um, you know, don't forget, reach out to me if you want any help with uh, potentially growing your business and reach out to John Styles to help you buy or sell real estate. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Have a fantastic the rest of the day. And as I say, make every day a Saturday.